0: Today is Monday, May the 2nd, 2022, and it's a great day to have a day here on the Spurs Up show, the best Gamecocks podcast. On the internet, and on today's show, I break down this weekend series as South kind of earns the series sweep with the Crimson Tide taking all three games at Founders Park. Guys, I'll give my full thoughts on the weekend that was, including my key takeaways. We'll hand out the Ooh Ooh Series MVP award. We'll also talk slap big of the weekend: who's hot, who's not, and what's next for South Carolina baseball as well. Also, guys, I will look back at the NFL draft: which Gamecocks were drafted where they landed, also the undrafted free agent signings, maybe some who got snubbed as well, and how these players fit in with their new teams. Also, guys, we have a ton of news and notes to get into, including the transfer portal hitting both USC football and men's basketball, and also Lamont Parrish picking up yet another big piece as he continues to build his roster. Guys, we got a packed show for you on this Monday. And of course, as always, it's brought to you by the Spurs Up Show Store. Guys, tsus.store, the best Gamecocks merchandise on the internet, be sure to stay tuned to all of our latest drops, including T-shirts, tank tops, hoodies, long sleeves, pullovers, koozies, stickers, flags, you name it. We got it. Also, check out the store for all of your favorite collections, including Beamer Ball, Beamer Rattler 2022, Yardcocks Baseball, the Sucks merch, and everything in between, guys. Anything you want, we got it. The best Gamecocks merchandise on the internet. So, again, guys, that's tsus.store. Tsus.store, the best Gamecocks merchandise on the internet. Let's get it. Margins between victory and defeat. The tiny moments that all accumulate and lead to the final result. From a passed ball here, to a base hit there, to a call there, to a pitch made here. All of those things add up. Some weekends, you're on the wrong side of it. And some weekends, you're on the right side of it. And South Carolina this weekend, well, folks, it feels good to be good. Happy Monday. Hope you're all doing well. I'm Chris Phillips, your host of the Spurs Up Show. As always, it feels good. To be back. We are back from vacation, back from Florida. I am back in studio. And again, folks, I hope you're doing well. I hope this show does find you, no matter where you are, what you are doing. I hope you had a fantastic weekend. And like I said, after. A bit of a hiatus with no Daily Crow late in the week last week and no podcast on Friday. It feels so good here in the month of May now. It's crazy. 2022 is absolutely flying by, but it feels so good to be back in studio, kicking off a new month. And again, very excited to be chatting with you all once again. Guys, really quickly, before we get going, I do want to update you on... Content. We are back to normal. Podcast Monday, Wednesday, Friday, the Daily Crow, each and every single day this week, noon to two, nothing crazy. The only change, we're back at 10 Roof, which I'm really excited about, but we are live five to seven on Wednesday instead of six to eight. So we're live five to seven. The reason being is that South Carolina Baseball's midweek game this week is on Wednesday at Founders Park at 7 o'clock. So again, I wanted to make sure I was able to get back to Founders Park because after missing this past weekend, guys, I'm not even going to lie, I was out there at Universal Studios, out there at Islands of Adventure, and I was having withdrawals, watching the game on my phone, keeping up with the game on my phone. I was like, I would give anything right now. As much fun as I was having, I was like, I'd give anything right now to be at Founders Park. So again, I definitely want to make sure I make it to the game. So we'll be live at 10 Roof, 5 to 7. And then we'll head out to Founders Park to watch the boys on Wednesday night because, hey, guys, we only got 14 regular season games left and only a handful of those are at home. So be sure you get out to the ballpark and enjoy that. So, again, we are back to normal schedule this week, guys. I'm very excited. The month of May, we got a lot of exciting stuff happening this month. We are really putting the foot to the gas pedal. You might think, hey, Chris, baseball season winding down. They're going to start to slow down. Now, I got some big plans and I'm really excited, guys. Again, I got some new initiatives I'm working on or just initiatives I've had in mind for a while that I'm really putting in the forefront. Again, really, really excited this month in regards to business, content. And again, it just feels so good to be back in studio and be chatting with you all on a normal basis once again. So again, guys, I appreciate you all as always, your love and support, rocking and rolling with the punches and and being flexible with everything. But again, it feels good to be back. And again, we're on a normal schedule this week and the 10 Roof Show, we're back, but five to seven on Wednesday and then we'll head out to Founders Park to cheer on the boys. Also, some very exciting news of the weekend is we picked up another new sponsor, another new partner, if you will, MatchBets. And you guys know that I love the gambling side of things. so We got a new gambling partner, guys, our friends over at MatchBets. and Guys, I'll tell you this. I was able to check out their website, MatchBets.com. MatchBets.com is a really, really cool site. And I'll tell you this, the promo that they are running right now, right? It's not your typical sports book, but the promo that they are running with us, it is a no-brainer. Guys, you go to their website. It's very simple, pretty similar to a lot of our other promos we've done where you use the promo code TSUS when you sign up and you get a deposit match. Get this, though, guys. You go to MatchBets.com. We also have our own customized link that you click on. It takes you straight to the sign-up with the promo code already applied. If you don't want to do that, though, you go to MatchBets.com. Matchbets.com and use that promo code TSUS at sign up. Guys, you're going to get a 100% deposit match up to $4,000. 4000 Normally it's like a hundred, two hundred, maybe it's like 500, maybe, maybe sometimes a thousand, but you get a 100% deposit match. Guys, if you're looking for a new sports book to gamble on right now, we got baseball. Hey, you can gamble on college baseball, MLB, whatever it might be. Hey, you're going to need a book for the fall, for college football, for the NFL, all that good stuff. MatchBets.com is the way to go. So again, guys, that's MatchBets.com. When you sign up, use the promo code TSUS. You're going to get a 100% deposit match up to $4,000. Guys, it's a no-brainer. That is a lot of money to be putting on MatchBets.com. But again, turn your 4000 to 8000 Why not? And uh, we'll count the winnings down the road. So again, we appreciate our friends at MatchBet. You're going to be hearing me talking about MatchBets a lot, but really excited to be promoting those guys. Again, appreciate their love and support and their trust in us. Again, that's our friends over at MatchBets.com. All right, guys, without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into it. Gamecocks sweeping... The Alabama Crimson Tide final scores Thursday, six to five, Friday, two to one, and Saturday, 11 to five. And you look back at this three game set, and the thing that really jumps out to you guys, and we talked about it all last week, and this team, the only consistency is its inconsistency. The only known is the unknown, right? When it comes to this ball club, you just truly never know what you are going to get. And there isn't really any rhyme or reason to why certain things happen when it comes to this ball club, at least to this point, right? At least to this point. And I understand. I actually give a little credit to what Mark Kingston talked about in one of his press conferences when he talked about it, It's just purely matchups. And sometimes you run into matchups where you know, it's favorable for your pitchers, it's favorable for your hitters, and it just works out for you. But the bottom line is this, and I don't know why, if it's because we're such a young team, we're relying on so many freshmen, it's just the makeup of this group, or the SEC just doesn't make sense. I don't know. But the Gamecocks are a different team at home. They're just a different team at Founders Park, guys, and it's no secret. It is absolutely no secret right now that South Carolina is a different team at Founders Park. Two and ten on the road, 18 and nine at home. And if you pulled up those SEC numbers, and I wish I had like just the SEC specific statistics, I think they would tell the story there as well. It's a different ball club. And guys, the, it, it's no more evident than you look at the first two games of this series. I truly feel that if this series was in Tuscaloosa, there's a good chance you lose two of three. Or heck, you may even get swept. I think that is how close or how razor thin the margin for error is when it comes to this game, Cox Ball Club. You know, Thursday, you have that game. You've got the lead. You're up big. Brett Thomas pitches his tail off, right? You know, you're, you're kind of makeshifting it with your starting rotation. And, of course, the bullpen happens. Unfortunately, yet again, the bullpen happens. And I'm sitting there thinking, you're sitting there thinking, oh, my God, here we go again. A game that we were in control in the entire time. And we're going to find a way. You were a strike away. You might recall. You were a strike away on Thursday night. And the line drive at the middle ties the game for Ben. Yet, yet, being at home, you have the last at-bat. And again, that is the difference. No dub. but that is the difference playing at home is that you have the final A-B. And you're able to walk off the Crimson Tide, win that game 6-5. And that would changed change the series, guys, from the jump. You know, we talk about the importance of winning game one, something Talcona has not been able to do, right? Not been able to do. Well, all of a sudden, you go into game two with Noah Hall on the bump. You got all the momentum. Of course, he shoves and you win a pitcher's duel two to one. And then after that, you've got Bama beaten down, right? Mentally, physically, everything. And, and your bats come alive on Saturday and you win that game 11 to five. But I, guys, I, I don't know why there's such a difference with this group between home and away. I I know we've played some really tough ball clubs on the road. I totally get that. I totally get that. But it still doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Now, with that being said, here is what I'm hoping is happening, right? Here's what I'm hoping is happening. Because, again, to Mark Kingston's credit, and I want to make it very clear, by the way, I guess we got to do this every single week, and I got to give you guys my updated thoughts. My energy has never changed, guys. If you miss the postseason this season, I think there should be a change. If you can find a way to get to the postseason, I got no issues bringing Mark Kingston back. I got no issues, right? I've got no issues bringing him back. Anyways, now that we've gotten that out of the way, to his credit and what he's referenced, the amount of young guys that you are playing. I mean, you look at the Evan Stones, you look at the Talmadge LeCroy's, you look at the Kate Austins, you look at the Matthew Beckers. The amount of youngsters that you are depending on to not just play, you know, the Carson Hornungs of the world also. Not just play, but be contributors. How many big plays did Evan Stone make this weekend? You know, Matthew Becker being right there in the fire. Kate Austin right there in the fire. I mean, those are your go-to guys out of the bullpen. And so what I'm hoping, I'm hoping is happening, because baseball is a funny game, guys, and we're getting, we're at the point in the season where you want to be playing your best baseball. And maybe, just maybe, what you're starting to see are some of these youngsters, you know, guys, at this point in the season, like, you're not a freshman anymore. You were a freshman at the start, for sure. You're not a freshman anymore, right? I mean, certainly there's still things on a weekend-in, weekend-out basis that you're seeing for the first time, no doubt. There's things you're seeing that you've never seen before. You're still, you know, learning as you go. But, I mean, you're not really a freshman anymore, right? And so what the hope is, what the hope is, is that these guys are coming into their own and they are really elevating their game. You know, you see Michael Braswell, right? He went through that long slump. Long slump in the middle of the season. All of a sudden, hey, he's swinging it well. He's back to that early season form. What a boost for this lineup that is. Alabama, a team, you know, and I think, you know, is Alabama a perfect ball club? No, but they're a solid ball club. Guys, this is a ball club that I think is going to be in the postseason, no question. No question. Now, all of a sudden, South Carolina, you find yourself fourth. Fourth in the SEC East standings. Ahead of the Florida Gators, by the way. Which is insane. Right. You got Tennessee at 19 and two, Georgia at 12 and nine, Vandy at 10 and 11. And then there's Carolina at nine and 12. And the fact that we're even talking about where South Carolina is in the standings is, is, is a conversation I did not expect to be having. Like, truly, honestly, did not expect to be having. But here we are. And I said this after the final game, and I'll reiterate it. Here on these airwaves, South kind of baseball this season, it's like a toxic girlfriend that you just can't get enough of, right? It's a toxic girlfriend that you just cannot get enough of, and that you know she's going to hurt you in the long run, but it's just so much fun along the way. It's just so much fun. You can't resist to buy in, you can't resist getting your hopes up, even though you know the likelihood of what the likely result is. At the end, it's just like, I want to believe. Like, I want to believe. And this team is reeling me in and reeling me in. I want to believe this group can make a run. Because, guys, here's the thing. No matter, we can all agree on this. Put down your pitchforks. Put down your flames. Put down your knives. And just listen. We can all agree on this. No matter how you feel about Mark Kingston, doesn't matter whether you're the biggest Kingston supporter or you want to come through and jump through the phone or jump through whatever device you're listening on and, and tackle me because of what I'm saying. Because I'm I'm, I'm giving Mark Kingston even, a, even a, a shred of credit, right? But it doesn't matter what side you follow. One thing we can all agree on is this. We all want to see Carolina baseball in the postseason. Bottom line. I, I want to see, I want to have... Post season baseball to watch, and so all of a sudden now, three SEC series left. Is it still a long shot? Absolutely, it is. Absolutely, in my opinion, it's a long shot. As you sit twenty two and twenty overall and nine and twelve in SEC play, but we talked about fifteen and fifteen being that magic number, and all of a sudden you got nine games left. Can you go? Six and three in the final nine. Can you heat up? Can you get hot? Can you use this series against Alabama as a bit of a catalyst, right? To build confidence? Again, these young guys, what you hope this is a sign up, right? You hope it's not like a Vandy. You hope it's not like a Texas, where it's more of just like a one off, like, oh, that wasn't, uh, you know, that wasn't the reality of this team. That was just a one off type series. You hope that maybe this team is starting to turn somewhat of a corner. And I'm not telling you they are. Hey, I'll give you my full thoughts on what's going to happen later in the week as the Gamecocks travel to Texas a and take on a very hot Aggies ball club, by the way. But focusing on this past weekend, it was a series you had to have in regards to taking two of three. And sweeping was just what the doctor ordered. You know, again, I, we, Noah Hall, by the way, I, I do want to take a moment to talk Noah Hall. Tip your freaking cap to that kid. Noah Hall was brought in. It was somebody I was really excited about in the preseason. But he was brought in to be—he was brought in to be a reliever, right? He was brought in to be a reliever. Was not ever brought in to be any sort of starter. Certainly not a weekend starter. And for him to not only step up to the plate, take on the challenge. Not only just to do that, but to flourish in the role. Guys, he has been undoubtedly this team's best pitcher in SEC play. And if you would have told me that in the preseason, that, hey, Noah Hall is going to be better in SEC play than Will Sanders, I would have laughed in your face. I would have laughed in your face. But Noah Hall, I think the kid is just proof of what determination and hard work and listening to your coaching staff and just doing all the right things. And all of that translates out on the field, and the guy that just competes his freaking tail off, you see the emotion every time he pitches. I have extreme confidence every single time that young man takes the ball. I also loved seeing this game Cox lineup, by the way, this game Cox lineup in a game three. Actually, scoring runs. Guys, in a game three, you know what? Guess what? You shouldn't have to be perfect. You shouldn't have to win a game two to one, one nothing, whatever. Putting up an 11 spot on Saturday, um, one of your best hitting days the entire season. And like I said, you get the sweep in the big picture, what you just really, really hope for, right? Because this team came home, you feel good, all the momentum. Now you need to carry that momentum. You got a midweek, right? We're going to get into what's next for Carol in just a second but you've got to be able to take down the road and do something you haven't done all season, which is win away from home. There are good baseball players in this roster, guys. We've talked about it all season. We know there are. There are good baseball players on this roster. And again, what you hope, what you hope is that this past weekend served as an indication that, you know what? These young guys are turning a corner. These older guys are starting to gel and get back in their groove. And this team hopefully is starting to put it all together because pitching, hitting, fielding, right? Those three elements, those three components, you need all three of those, especially if you're a team like South Carolina that's not an elite. If you're an elite, you can have two of those three and still win most weekends, still win most series. You're Carolina. You need to be elite, pitching, hitting, and fielding. Weekend after weekend after weekend. And for whatever reason, the Gamecocks have normally, it it seems like they'll go into a game, they'll pitch well, they'll field well, but they won't hit. And the next game, they'll hit well, they'll field well, but they won't pitch well. And they just can't put it all together. Hey, baseball's a funny game. Momentum's a fickle mistress. And you hope that at this time of the year, where it's so pivotal to be playing your best baseball, hopefully this is a group that this Alabama series serves as the start of a group that, is hitting their stride and will begin to play their best baseball throughout these final 14 regular season games throughout the SEC tournament. And hopefully that's good enough when the dust settles to lock up some sort of postseason bid. But again, a great weekend at Founders Park. Um, You know, just total team victories. I I thought – all phases contributed, but again, guys, this team, it's wild just how good they are at home. It, it, it's incredible how much better we are, and certainly, you know, winning on the road in the SEC is not easy, but South Carolina, for whatever reason, we just find ways to win. You know, we talked about coming to the Bama Series, that this was a group that it seemed like they kept finding ways to lose ball games, and it felt like, especially Thursday, Friday, it was South Carolina who was finding ways to win ball games. And sometimes, guys, that's all it takes is that momentum. Winning games like you won Thursday, Friday, all of a sudden saying, hey, we can do this. We can win. We can get, We can be on the right side of these games. We don't have to be on the losing end. And especially that clicking with the young guys. There's a lot of promising young talent on this roster. And like I said, I really hope to see it continue to flourish, continue to thrive, continue to grow, and that lead to a lot of success in these last 14-plus games the rest of the way out. Guys, let's move into our Oot Oot series MVP award. And I talked the veterans starting to get back on their game and gel. And certainly a dude that needs to step up and be at his best. And someone that was at his best this past weekend, Andrew freaking Eister. Have a weekend, Andrew Eister. Six for 11, two home runs and seven RBI for that young man, including a six RBI game. On Saturday. And I don't know if Andrew Eister, I know, by the way, he saw my tweet because he liked the tweet, but I tweeted, I think it was on Friday, that, you know, I, I was saying that I hope for his draft stock that he figures it out the plate because he's having a rough year. You know, it's been a really disappointing year. And I think he would agree. I, I think Eister would agree, right? It hasn't been a great year for him, but to see him step up, we all know what he's capable of. And again, if Carolina is going to make any sort of run down the stretch, they need Andrew Eister to elevate his game. I, I told you guys before the season, he's a glue guy. He's a glue guy. He's someone that makes this lineup go. He makes this lineup tick. He makes this team go. And he needs to step up as a leader in that clubhouse and be a dude and lead by example. And certainly he did that this past weekend. So again, Andrew Eister, the winner of our Ooh, Ooh, Series MVP award. Guys, let's move to the slap pick of the weekend. And this one was interesting because of course, I was out of town, right? It was not a Founders Park. I was out of town. So I had to do a little bit of digging in regards to who to pick for the slap dig of the weekend. But I had fun with this one. And some of you may disagree. Some of you may disagree, and that's totally fine. But my slap dig of the weekend, and it's more so not because, like, whatever your take on this is, it's fine. You know, we can argue this, debate this, whatever. And I may not even disagree with you. But it's the fact that people just now noticed this past weekend and wanted to make a big deal of it. And so my slap big of the weekend is just everyone hating on Will Sanders pants. If you don't see Will Sanders pants, we posted them on Instagram. And let me go ahead and put this out there. They're, 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 they're hiked up there. They're short, right? They look like biker shorts. They look like biker shorts. They're short, right? But Will Sanders has been doing this all season long. Now, has he gone quite that high? You know, I don't know. I don't know that he has. Either way, either way, it is what it is. But the amount of people that made it such a big deal when he's been doing it all year long, like trying to throw shade at us, and it's like you're trying to throw shade at us in the midst of a weekend sweep. So you know what? Hey, Will Sanders is going to get drafted. He's going to get paid to play baseball. He's going to make a lot of money doing so. Let him do whatever he wants. Who gives a damn what he does with his pants? Again, that's the new trend, guys. That's the new trend with college baseball players and baseball players in general. It sure beats the shit out of guys pulling their pants down over the back of their freaking cleats, which is like the worst look of all time. But again, slapdick of the weekend, just everybody hating on Will Sanders' pants, guys. Find a new topic to talk about, bottom line. All right, who's hot, who's not? Let's move to that. Who's hot? I'm going to give it to Kate Austin this weekend. I thought he threw some big innings for you. Four innings pitch, two hits, no earned runs, five strikeouts. Yes, I know he was the victim on Thursday. Giving up the lead, but Cade has thrown really, really well in SEC play this year, and I do not want that lost on anybody. So, again, Cade Austin, who's hot, who's not going to give it to Colin Burgess. He really didn't have a bad weekend, but one for nine, one RBI inning, and somebody's got to win the award. So, Burgie. And also, by the way, I give it to, I give it, here's the funny part I give it to Colin Burgess, and he had a walk off. So, you know what? Maybe I'm a slapdick because I didn't even think about that. I was not even thinking about the fact that he hit the walk off on Thursday. So maybe I'm the slapdick right now. Maybe I'm the slapdick of the weekend. I don't know. Either way, hey, Burgie, sorry about it. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. It was hard to find. You know it's a good weekend when it's hard to find a who's not, right? It's hard to find a who's not. Uh, maybe Carson Hornung's the who's not because he didn't play two of the three games. Either way, whatever. I, I'm not hot. Hey, we're on vacation brain. Noodle brain right now, vacation brain. Obviously, again, I, I you know. I'm not hot right now. It is what it is. Whatever. All right, <laughs> let's move into what's next. for are talking to baseball. Gamecocks take on North Carolina A&T Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. Guys, like I told you, we'll be live at 10 Roof 5 to 7, and then head straight over to Founders Park to watch the boys play Wednesday night. And then the weekend series in College Station against the Texas A&M Aggies. And again, guys, a very hot Texas A&M Ball Club. Going to be a tough series. And like I told you guys, and we'll talk about it more later in the week, but you're going to have to do something that you have not done all season long, and that is play good baseball on the road. If you can do that, I'll tell you this. If South Carolina, because I know the question turns to what are the postseason chances and what are the postseason odds look like now? Because the SEC is such a mess. I mean, the SEC is such a mess. You got Tennessee at 19 and two, you got Arkansas at 14 and seven. Guys, outside of that, everybody else is 12 and nine or worse. I mean, dude, the West is insane. You've got three teams in the West that are 12 and nine. And two that are nine and 12, right? And then in the East, you got Georgia 12 and nine, Vandyton and 11, Carolina nine and 12, Florida eight and 13, and then Missoula and Kentucky at seven and 14. So, at least if nothing else right now, and we've all seen how much things can change weekend to weekend to weekend, but South Carolina is in a good spot in regards to Hoover. We're in a good spot in regards to the SEC tournament, but things can change so much over the course of just one weekend. And I'll say this, it's still a long shot in my mind that South kind of makes any sort of postseason play. I just think the overall record, those midweek losses, are really going to kill you down the stretch. But, but, if you can take two of three this weekend, or God forbid, do better, which I, I just, I'd love to say it could happen, but on the road, I doubt it. But either way, if you can win the series in College Station, I will turn into a bit of a a believer in the sense of, okay, maybe just maybe this thing is possible. But either way, hey, you got to win one game at a time. The goal is keep winning. Just keep winning. Let's see what happens when the dust settles. I want to have hope, guys, because I want to so desperately see Gamecocks baseball in the postseason. I know many of you Debbie Downers and many of you slap dicks out there, I'll just say, Chris, give it up. The season's over. I'm not giving it up. Damn it. I'm here for the next 14 regular season games. I'm here for the SEC tournament. And damn it, I'm going to be here. Hopefully we're in the postseason and you should be too. Damn it. The content's rolling. We're rocking. We're getting after it. Baseball season is not over. Book the flights. Omaha is back on. We beat Bama three games. Omaha back on. Book the flights. No, again, hopefully we just make the SC tournament and we can somehow sneak in the postseason. I just want there to be postseason baseball. Either way, though, a very big week. If you can go three and one, if you can go three and one, huge week for South Carolina. It starts on Wednesday, though, in the midweek. You need a good showing against North Carolina A&T. All right, guys. Hey, we're going to move into some football talk. Before we do, though, I want to tell you about our latest sponsor, our latest partner. Of course, I'm talking the best real estate agent, and the best real estate team in the local Columbia area. Of course, I'm talking, guys, Marissa Kennedy, realtor and founding member of the Patrick O'Connor team with Colwell Banker. And, guys, the proof is in the numbers. This team held over 250 families last year. They worked with both buyers and sellers in Columbia and the surrounding areas. They do premium advertising to sell your home faster with high-quality pictures and video. And, guys, last year, they sold homes for, on average, 5.4% more than the competition. Now guys, right now, we're in a seller's market, but we're able to get buyers under contract in new homes by being available to show homes as soon as they hit the market, collaborating with listing agents to write offers that meet the needs and wants the sellers, and keeping up clear communication throughout the entire process to ensure that you make it to the closing table without a hitch. Guys, if you're in the market, give Marissa a call today, 803-406-1800. That's 803-406-1800. Also, be sure to go like her Facebook page, at Marissa Kennedy Realtor. That's at Marissa Kennedy Realtor on Facebook. So again, guys, if you're looking for the best real estate agent or the best real estate team in the local Columbia area, look no further than Marissa Kennedy, realtor and founding member of the Patrick O'Connor team with Colwell Banker. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up show sent you. All right, guys, hey, the NFL draft happened over the weekend and there was some great Gamecock representation Amongst the draft picks, J.J. and Igbari getting selected fifth round, 179th pick by the Green Bay Packers. Kevin Harris selected by the New England Patriots. Sixth round, 183rd pick. Nick Muse taken by the Minnesota Vikings. Seventh round, 227th pick. Also uh, of the guys that signed as undrafted free agents to this point, Zaquandre White signing with the Miami Dolphins. Jabari Ellis signing with the Giants. About what I expected in regards to the NFL draft, I thought maybe Zaquandre White would be a late draft guy. He was not. I think just the lack of body of work there. I think J.J. and Igbari to the Packers was not surprised, guys, that he fell so late. And and if you listen to any conversation that we had with Brad Lawing, and this is no knock on J.J., But if you listen to any conversation I had with Brad Lowing, you would have known that he was not a first rounder. He was not a second rounder. Now, do I think he's a bit of a steal? Do I think he could be a big impact guy at the next level? Sure, but I did not expect him to be a day one or even probably a day two player. Uh, Nick Muse, the Vikings, I think he'll be a solid player for sure. Excited to see his, his development. Jabari Ellis, glad he got signed. The one that I am just having trouble comprehending. And I did not think he'd get drafted. But the fact he's not signed as a free agent, Jalen Foster, I I mean, listen, I I understand he was a walk-on and the measurables, and they're so caught up in measurables, and I get it. But you're telling me the guy that led the SEC or was tied to the SEC lead in interceptions doesn't get a call from anybody? Doesn't get a call, and I'm not going to even pretend like I'm the most well-versed guy when it comes to the draft or even the NFL. Guys, I lock in on South Carolina, and I stay locked in on the Gamecocks, and I don't watch a ton of NFL. So I'm not going to pretend like I know the ins and outs of the value of the safety position in the league. But my goodness, I mean, Jalen Foster, again, we're talking about a guy, obviously has a knack for the football. He's going to work his tail off, right? He's a great teammate by all accounts. That's a dude that fits in somewhere, even if it's just on a practice squad. That's a guy that fits in on some NFL roster somewhere. I I hope he gets the call because when you have the type of season that he had, it doesn't make any sense to me that he's sitting there unemployed right now. But again, congratulations to all the Gamecocks that got drafted. And again, you hope to see those numbers go up as the years go on because that's what it really comes down to, guys. I mean, again, you saw Georgia – They had 15 guys drafted. I mean, there's a reason they won the national championship when you have that many good football players, bottom line. So, again, congratulations to all the Gamecocks, and we'll see if there's any more signings or anybody else getting picked up over the next few days. Guys, let's move to our news and notes really quickly. Uh, And on the football note and the transfer portal note, the transfer portal is is going crazy right now. That is because yesterday – was the final day for players to insert their name to the portal if they want to go somewhere else and play this fall. And South Carolina football had three guys over the weekend in the transfer portal, wide receiver Trey Atkins, offensive lineman Jastin Turnitine, and wide receiver Sam Reynolds. And the one that really jumps out to you, because Atkins and Reynolds, you know, both wide receivers that did not really play at all, Atkins a little bit, but n- neither guy's really contributed, and I don't blame them at all for leaving. But you're talking about a guy in Jastin Turnitine, that started seven games last year in the offensive line. And many people reached out to me, Chris, what does it mean? Does this hurt depth? And, I mean, I would say this. It doesn't help depth. I mean, a guy like that leaving, it doesn't help depth. But here's the thing. Why is he leaving? Well, so many folks want to look at a guy like Atkins leaving or a guy like Reynolds or any of the other players that have hit the portal and say, oh, well, you know, Beamer's having conversations and he's making room and he's doing this and he's doing that, you know? So if you're going to trust Beamer in those situations, I think you have to trust him here. And maybe Turnitine was a guy that after spring ball, you know, I'll be honest guys, when I watched the spring game, I didn't keep as close an eye as I maybe I should have on the offensive line and the rotations. And, you know, even if I did, I'm not sure you would have, you would have been able to tell much of anything of who the starting five were, but, did Turnitine get passed on the depth chart? I mean, it was a guy last year. Yeah, he started seven games, but I mean, guys, I posted the gift, the most memorable gift from Turnitine last season that him just being clueless in Athens. I mean, the offensive line wasn't good and he was a major, major part of it. And I'm not trying to knock the guy, but I wonder, is there a different plan in regards to them moving some guys around and somebody taking his job and he just feels like he wants to go somewhere else? I mean, I, the transfer portal happens, guys. And here's the reality. We don't know what's going on behind closed doors. It's all a guess. We don't know. So I tell you this, while it is while it is interesting, and that's definitely, I think, the most notable of the guys that enter the portal, it's not something where I'm losing my cool over it. It's not something where I, you know, all of a sudden I'm sweating. But I will say this, and, I mean, this isn't earth-shattering news. I think anybody with a brain would agree with this, is that, yeah, the offensive line is going to continue to be the biggest question mark going into the season. It is. Bottom line, the offensive line is the biggest question mark, and it'll be the key to the Gamecock season in 2022. Um, it's got to be better. I mean, that's a no-brainer. That's, that's a no-brainer to say it's got to be better. But a guy like Turnitin leaving, very interesting. I wonder who will fill that role. How does that affect depth? I'll be interested to hear when Shane Beamer, whenever, if he speaks on it. I don't know if maybe in his, his Gamecock Club meetings or whatever. Maybe he will speak on that. Maybe they're going to add somebody. Maybe they want a freshman to step in. I don't know. But either way, you got to trust Shane Beamer in these type of situations. And, uh, you know, it, it's not great for depth, but I just wonder. I think there's probably more to the story than we're realizing. Also, guys, the transfer board of South Carolina men's basketball guard, Brandon Martin, the son of Frank Martin, into the portal. I, I mean... Do you got... <laughs> no comment. No comment. Uh, anyways, <laughs> Lamont Paris picking up a, uh, a transfer from Ghost Carolina. Abrima Dima Dibba, excuse me. Brema Dibba commits to South Carolina over the weekend as well. And this was a dude that actually diced up South Carolina when we played him. So I'm really glad we got him on our side now. But when you look at Dibba, the statistics last year, 8.1 points per game and 4.8 rebounds per game for Coastal. So Lamont Paris continues to build his roster. And I think at this point, guys, I hate to say it, but it's just like anybody you can take that's quality, that will, that wants to come play. I think Lamont Paris is going to give them a very, 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 very strong look. So again, he's still in the very beginning in regards to building his roster through the portal. I think that's obviously going to, how they're going to have to do it. So it's going to be really interesting to see how that unfolds, but Abrima Dibba from Coastal Carolina committing to South Carolina will be very interesting to see how he fits in to what Lamont Paris is Doing guys, hey, appreciate you all tuning in. That's going to do all for me. By the way, I'm really excited. Interviews will be coming back this week. We got a couple of former Gamecocks quarterbacks going to be jumping on the airwaves over the next few weeks. Really excited for that. So again, stay tuned for an interview on Wednesday. Uh, also, stay tuned for news about this upcoming weekend because because there's a good chance. Well, I'll say a chance. I won't say a good chance, but a chance. We'll be collabing with our friends at Carolina Ale House to throw some sort of watch party for the South Carolina Texas A&M series. The Gamecocks, of course, go on the road to take on the Aggies. Would love to do something like that for baseball. So again, if you guys in the local Columbia area, you want to get out of the house, you want to watch some baseball, why not? Let's do it at Carolina Ale House. I will let you know if, if that's actually happening. It's not confirmed. It's not official. I'm meeting with them today, probably or tomorrow, to iron out the details. But if it does happen, it's something I want to do. I want to get back out and about. I want to go to Carolina Ale House. Let's get invested in this baseball season once again and hopefully pull the boys through to the postseason. But I will let you guys know. Just stay tuned. But again, either way, a lot of exciting stuff happening on our end. Really excited for this new month. And yeah, let's do the damn thing. Let's rock. Guys, appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much for your continued love and support. Have a great rest of your Monday. And we will talk to you on Wednesday.